that opportunity to do that as well. All right. Let us get into our sermon. We're going to turn to quite a few passages uh, as we get started looking at it. But first, let's turn to John chapter 14, verse 2. (coughs) We'll read these passages, these two verses, and then we'll go to our Lord in prayer. John 14, verse 2. It says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we humbly come before your great and mighty throne. Lord, we thank you for your continued love, forgiveness, long-suffering toward us. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts this morning to worship and praise you and uplift you, Lord, as you so rightly deserve. Help us to set aside the cares, the thoughts of this world, and to help us to draw our attention and our affections upon you. Lord, remind us of the greatness that you've done for us. The call that you've given to us, Lord. And the purpose that you've filled our lives with. And Father, it is our prayer this morning that if there be any here that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, that have never confessed you as their Lord, have never followed you, that today would be the day that you would grant to them repentance, to repent of their sins, and the faith to trust and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for them and paid for every sin they've ever committed or will commit, Lord. We pray that you would grant to them faith and repentance for your glory and for your honor. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for the hope that you fill us with. And we just pray your blessing be upon this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I share this story with you. Uh, I like that, that you stand for the reading of the scriptures. Uh, my father was a missionary to Russia. And while we were in Russia, one of the Russians was sharing with us that they had a custom that every time they prayed, they stood up. And that was their custom. And uh, uh, he, he said he, uh, as a, a, uh, it was one of the Russian ministers came to America and and he was at one of the churches, and he said, all right, let us pray. And he said, everyone just, you know, kind of slumped their heads down. And, and uh, he said, uh, you know, so the preacher looked around, and he, he's like, let us pray. And uh, so they all just had their heads closed, and it, it threw him for, for a loop because uh, he didn't know what to do because no one would stand up when he said, uh, let us pray. You know, anything that we can do to show God's reverence and respect, is worthy of it. 
and um, and I, I thank you for that and uh, encourage you to continue to do those things. In my father's house are many mansions. Uh, the title of my sermon that I'll be dealing with is called Preparing. Preparing. And so the first thing I want to point out is the pleasures of preparations. Preparations. And we're going to go over uh, heavenly preparations and then earthly preparations that God does and then our preparations. Uh, my wife, she's much more prepared than I am. Uh, she, she's an individual that likes to to make lists and, and uh, get those lists all organized and, and uh, so that when we're, we're getting ready to leave the house, she'll have a list of all the things we need to take and we can go to that list and, and, and start checking off, you know, oh, we got all this and it, it really helps things. Uh, I'm, I'm the opposite, you know. To, to me, a list is just one more thing I have to do. And uh, so I, I kind of, you know, anti-list, but uh, uh, it works out for her a lot, lot better than that. There are preparations. There are things that we have to prepare for in life. Uh, and to uh, this sermon, I, I hope to encourage you to have a mindset of being a preparer. Preparer. Now, she, she's good at preparing like that, and, and I'm, I'm a little bit different in regards to I'm, I'm the preparer, I'm the survivalist kind of guy. You know, I like to prepare. I've got a, a seed full, of, a jar full of seeds I keep in my refrigerator. It's like the emergency garden. If everything went really bad and you need to just live off a garden, I've got all the seeds in a jar that I keep in the refrigerator. That's, you know, that's the difference of our, our preparedness. Uh, but we want to keep in mind a, a thought of preparing. Preparing. And I want to emphasize some of the things that God prepares for us. Preparing. You know, when it comes to preparing something, there's a lot of pleasure in knowing that somebody's preparing for you. Um, if, if, you if you go to, if, um, if you've ever tried to prepare something for your, uh, for your significant other, your wife, or your anniversary, you know, and uh, say the last minute you forgot, and, and you run in the room and you just get a piece of paper and you scribble, you know, I love you, happy anniversary on it, and, and grab something, and here you go, honey, happy anniversary. She can tell a difference from that and you spending a week preparing and having something special for her. There's a big difference. And, and when someone takes the time to prepare something for you, you know what it means. It means their, their heart, their mind, has been thinking about you for a long time. It means something. So when we start talking about, and we're going to look at these passages and think about that God is preparing something for us. There's a lot that God has on His mind. But I go to prepare a place for you. He is preparing something because it means something. We mean something to Him. Um, in my Father's house are many mansions. The word mansions uh, has an old meaning of rooms. Uh, we, we talk about all kinds of jokes about, you know, when you know, you've got a big mansion in, in, in heaven or even saying, I've got a mansion in heaven. Uh, but the word mansion, its, it's literal meaning is room. room. In my Father's house are many rooms. And I go to prepare a place for you. 
when we adopted my two oldest children, Isaac and Adassa, uh, we wanted to have a room prepared for them to come back to. Their own new room. Something they never had before. And uh, there was a church that really stepped out and they, they wanted to help along with this. And so we said yes, you know. And, and uh, while we were in Ukraine for all these weeks, uh, they came in and, and the things that we wanted and the, and the way that we wanted, they came in and they decorated the rooms. They repainted the rooms and, and uh, just did an amazing job. And, and so our kids, when we got home, uh, they got to walk into a room that was, had their names on the wall that was decorated just for them. And uh, I remember my son just, you know, throwing his arms out and just, you know, just falling on his bed and, and uh, saying, wow. I go to prepare a place for you. The Lord is preparing for us a place. He loves us. Isaiah 64, 4. It says this, it says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. We haven't even seen it. Our eyes haven't even began to understand what it's going to be like. The things that God has prepared for us. He is preparing for us. He is getting things ready for us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16 is another passage. It says, But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For He hath prepared for them a city. When you go out and you look at God's creation, the amazing things that this world is so beautiful in so many ways of God's creation. You know, um, our cities that we drive into, uh, I always say a city is really beautiful from a distance, especially at night when all the lights are on. And then, then you get downtown and you're like, ooh, it's not so pretty after. Uh, but uh, that's man's cities that he's made. This is a city that God has made. And He is preparing it for us. It says, For He hath prepared for them a city. He's preparing a city for us. These are the things that God is, what we call heavenly preparations, that God is preparing for us. And we can understand that if you're preparing something for somebody, you're putting thought into it, you're putting time into it, you care about that person you're preparing it for, it means something to us. And that's a wonderful thought to think that God is preparing something for me. He's already done enough, but yet He's preparing something for me. Matthew chapter 25 this is a passage that, that talks about uh, uh, just really um, taking what we do and putting it in a practical aspect as far as reaching out and uh, serving those. But Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, it says, Then shall the king say unto them in his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you 
from the foundation of the world. A kingdom prepared for you. It's prepared for you. What a glorious thought to think about. There are great pleasures in the preparations that our king is making for us. Verse 41 of the same chapter says this, though. It says, Then shall he say unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devils and his angels. Everlasting fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. There will be those that are cast out into that as well. Prepared. Heavenly preparations. That makes me excited to think about. But it doesn't just stop there. When we're talking about God's preparations... Now let's talk about the earthly preparations that God is doing. Uh, I think there's a wonderful person that we can look at. If you turn to the book of Jonah, we'll look at several passages in Jonah and look at Jonah's life as God prepared things in Jonah's life. (coughs) And I want you, as we go through this, to start thinking about your life and asking the questions, what has God prepared in your life? What has God done in you, in your life, to get you to the place where you're sitting in church service today worshiping Him. There are preparations that God has done to bring you to this point. In Jonah's life, in Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, I don't know what kind of fish this was, I don't know what, what, anything about this fish. All I know is that the Bible says that God prepared this fish for this special time. I don't know if this fish was swimming along and there was a little chunk of uranium and it swallowed it and it mutated it into this big giant fish. But this was a special fish because God prepared this fish for this. Before Jonah was ever cast into the water, before Jonah ever, I don't know how many years before, This fish was growing and getting prepared for this very special time that it was going to be used. Something I want to submit to you, that if that fish was not there to swallow Jonah, what would happen to Jonah? He would have drowned. He would have been dead. This fish is salvation for Jonah. Sometimes we think about, oh, how awful it is to spend three days and three nights in in a fish's belly. This is life for him. The same as it is the symbol of Christ for us, three days and three nights in the grave is life for us. It is salvation. The church that I first pastored in Hazard, Kentucky, was started through the work of the Baptist Examiner. Uh, it was uh, someone had written to the Baptist Examiner saying they, they wanted to start a church, a work in Hazard. A brother went down to Hazard and started the work. But what's really interesting about that is my grandfather was saved and come to know the truth of the doctrine of grace through the Baptist examiner. He took my father to church, uh, and there my father learned the truth and was saved, and then uh, met my mom. They got married, and and, uh, they came to the truth, and then lo and behold, I came along, saved, called to ministry, and sent to pastor the first church I pastored, was connected to the same newspaper that brought my grandfather to the truth. Preparations. Preparations. We're talking about earthly preparations. Please look at your life. Look at your life and start thinking about what has God done 
to prepare you for salvation. To prepare you in bringing the gospel to you. It didn't just happen. God prepared it. He ordained it. He inspired the Word of God. He called men to preach the gospel to you. Other men instructed them, taught them. Churches were established. All these things are the preparations that God has prepared for you, His children, to come to know Him through faith. Preparations. Earthly preparations of salvation. Next in Jonah's life, we see over in verse 6 of chapter 4, some more things that God prepared in Jonah's life. It says, Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad for the gourd. Uh, Jonah is, is like one of the worst examples of a uh, Baptist preacher in regards to how he ministered. Uh, imagine going into a city and preaching the gospel and the whole city turning and repenting and you going out and you're mad because you wanted them to burn. That's Jonah. And so he's out there and God prepares this gourd, this plant thing to grow over him and shade him and cover him. Uh, miraculous thing to grow up that fast, that large, to give him protection. And he was happy for it. You know, God is going to prepare some blessings in your life. God prepared my wife for me before I ever met her. He's preparing her heart, molding her, shaping her just to the perfect help meet for me. He prepared her. What a blessing. God prepares blessings in our lives. And we can praise Him and thank Him for those things. He prepares them. God prepares blessings. But not only that, God prepares sorrow. If you look at verse 7, it says, God prepared a worm. When the morning rose the next day, and He smote the gourd that it withered, and it came to pass that the sun did rise, and, that God, uh, and, and God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted, and he wished in himself to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. He prepared all those things to bring Jonah to a place of desperation. God did. God does not only prepare blessings in our lives, He prepares the sorrows for us. Because it is through these sorrows that God is going to instruct and teach Jonah the lessons that he needs to learn. God prepares them. Can you see God's hand in your life? From a fish, to a plant, to a worm, to the wind. God prepared all those things in Jonah's life. Because he had a purpose. And God has a purpose in your life. He is preparing you. Preparing you for maybe one great battle. Preparing you for the work that he has for you. Preparing you for the being his children. Romans chapter 9, verse 23 says this. <coughs> it says that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. That's us. The vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory. He was preparing them. Preparing us and getting us ready for the glory of His kingdom, for His very presence. For He is preparing us.
for that. That is what our Lord is doing for us. He is a good Father that knows how to instruct, to chastise, to, to lead us and guide us and correct us and prepare us for being in His very presence. He's preparing us. Oh, look at your life and, and, and realize that. When we realize that God is preparing you, it changes the way that you view things that happen in your life. It changes, oh Lord, you know, why is my life so miserable? To, Lord, what are you preparing and molding me into? Lord, this is a really big struggle and challenge. This is horrible. That I feel horrible when I'm going through it. But Lord, I know that you have a purpose behind it. It's not out of your control and you're preparing me for something. And it changes the things that we go through to the point that we can look at it with anticipation and expectation and knowing that God is preparing us for something. It changes life for us. Because God has a purpose. Luke chapter 12. So we ask this question, if we see that God is preparing things for us, what about us? What are we preparing? Do we have a responsibility to prepare as well? Luke chapter 12, verse 47, it says, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. There is a condemnation on those that will not prepare themselves, that do not know, that won't know the Lord's will. Another passage we look at is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. In making preparations, we have a responsibility. We have something that we need to be preparing for as well. Second Timothy chapter 2. Let's look at verse 20. It says, In a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and clay, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. If a man will purge himself of these, he will be a vessel of honor prepared unto the good work. What are the things that he is talking about? Verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundations of God stand sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And then he goes into talking about the vessels. It's iniquity. It's sins in our lives that we are called to repair purge ourselves from, to rid our lives of, so that we can be a vessel prepared unto His good works. We have something we are to be prepared for. Preparing ourselves to go into the kingdom. Preparing ourselves for the work of the Lord. Getting ourselves ready. There is a sense in which we are to prepare the fields for the harvest. Making preparations. Knowing what is going to happen. 
If we know we are the children of God, uh, thinking of the song, I can't sing it, I won't sing it, I won't do that to you, but, uh, uh, you know, is that wedding music that I hear? The bride um, hath made herself ready to appear. Uh, she's adorned herself as the bride of Christ, the Lord's church. Are you preparing for the wedding? Making sure that your dress is white. Your lives are pure. Preparing for this day. Think that our Lord is preparing a place for us. Can we not prepare for Him as well? Making our preparations? There's also a preparation not only for ourselves in regards to our purity and removing iniquity, but Hebrews chapter 11 speaks about Noah. It says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith, prepared for his family an ark. He prepared an ark, and it took him a long time, a lot of work. All the things that went into preparing for that ark, he was preparing for those things. It was a preparation. Second Timothy 2, verses 3, verse 15, it says this, and from a child, uh, I'm running out of time, so I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to keep you all here too long, uh, so I, I'm not giving you time to turn to the passages. It says, uh, but verse 15, it says, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. You know he, where he learned those from? His mother and his grandmother taught Timothy. So the Bible teaches. He was prepared as a child for the work that the Lord was calling him to do. As a father, that's very humbling to me in realizing that I need to be preparing my family. Preparing them for the things... <coughs> <coughs> that they're going to encounter in this world. Teaching them and instructing them. You know who the Bible gives the main responsibility of teaching the children the Word of God? It's not the pastor and it's not the church. It's the fathers. Fathers, raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We need to be preparing our families. Preparing them. Teaching them the Scriptures. You say, well, my child really, I mean, it's, they're not saved yet, so I, I'm not going to teach them. <laughs> Known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, the Bible says, of Timothy. Preparing them for the things they're going to encounter in the world. It's estimated that 75% of all children that grow up in church, when they enter these secular universities, abandon the faith where they were taught as a child. We need to have our children prepared. Prepared for the doubts, things that they're going to encounter, prepared. We have things to do. We have things to prepare for. Something I really like in preparing is the excitement. Sometimes the preparations for something is more than the, than the actual event when it happens. Preparing. Um, I've enjoyed remodeling my home. 
and getting it all ready. Uh, one of the things I, I really like is is fixing something before my wife gets home, and then when she gets home, getting to bring her, hey, you come look at this, and sharing it with her. Preparations. What about your life? When the Lord comes back, what are you, what life are you going to have prepared for Him? Are you going to be able to come to Him and say, Lord, this is what I've prepared for You. I have waited for this day. I have longed for this time. I have prepared my life. I have cleansed my life of the iniquity. I have set it aside to be a vessel for You. And I know You've been preparing for me. And I've been preparing for You too, Lord. Oh, I pray that when the Lord comes, we will not be ashamed. But we'll be vessels of honor prepared for Him and ready for Him. Let's go to our Lord in prayer.